we walked into an ambush. We never did find out how many people were involved in that ambush, but yeah, that was a, that was a pretty tough day. We uh, lost a lot of good people there, got wounded and killed. You're listening to Code Red with Secure America Now, the largest national security grassroots army. Hi, welcome to the Code Red podcast sponsored by Secure America Now. I am Alan Roth, president of Secure America Now, which has over three and a half million patriotic Americans as members. Since our inception, we have honored the veterans who risked life and limb to serve our country. We have provided a platform for them to tell their experiences as members of the United States military. Today, we are honored to have with us Don Turner. Don, a Californian, served during the Vietnam War. Welcome, Don. Thank you. Uh, Don, can you take us back to, I guess it's Christmas of 1967 when you were drafted, and what were the thoughts that went through your mind? I know there was a lot of controversy at that time about the Vietnam War, and here you're a 20-year-old. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought that uh, when I got my draft notice that I was actually receiving a check, but it wasn't. It was a draft notice. And uh, I had to report in January of 1968 to uh, be inducted. And... uh, my thoughts were that I, you know, I really didn't think about it. I, it was something that at that time you got drafted, you got drafted, and I had no thoughts about. You know, I'd read about people running off to Canada and all that, but I had no thoughts of that. I just they, it was my time to go serve. You and millions of others uh, who didn't make headlines actually did the same thing. So now you're drafted, and I believe it's in June of 1968, you were sent off to Vietnam. Did you have any concept about where Vietnam was or what type of country it actually, what you were getting into? No, not really. Uh, you know, during basic and AIT, you know, they they showed us a couple of films about Vietnam, but I had no idea where Vietnam was. I was just a little, little poor little country boy, just from a small town, and uh, had no idea where Vietnam was. So you now land in Vietnam, and can you tell us what your experiences were there? Um, I know that you were out in the field, uh, literally in jungle of Vietnam. What were your experiences like um, while you were on your tour of duty? Well, I was assigned to the 4th Infantry Division, uh, a uh, rifle company, and our base camp was in Pleiku, uh, which is in the central highlands of Vietnam. And... Uh, once I was teamed up with my company, uh, we stayed in the jungle. We didn't we didn't come out. We stayed there for our entire tour. The only way we came out of the jungle was to go on R and R if you're sick or wounded or coming home. Did you um, 
You told one of our researchers that you were involved in an ambush. Um, can you describe that to us? Can you relate that experience? It was in uh, August of 1968. I'd only been in country just a couple of months. And uh, we were down around the Bami Tuit area. And uh, we walked into an ambush. We never did find out how many people were involved in that ambush. But, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty tough day. We... Uh, Lost a lot of good people there, got wounded and killed. Uh, but I give all all thanks to our point man who spotted the ambush early and probably saved a lot of lives by, by spotting it. It always uh, amazes me how ordinary Americans do their duty and get involved in situations like you did in Vietnam. And they, what I would be interested in, I think our audience would be interested in, did you stay in touch with the people that you served with in Vietnam? I, I know that you uh, have been a member of the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Um, are they any of the people that also served in Vietnam? I've kept in touch with just a couple of people. Um, it seems like most of the guys I served with, uh, they've kind of fallen off the map. Um, but there's, there's a couple of guys that I stay in regular contact with. It was in my squad, actually. And, uh, yeah, we, one guy in particular, we talked quite regularly. Just reminiscing about Vietnam and what we went through. How would you describe your experience in Vietnam? Was it a positive, a negative? Um, was it um, something that'll stay with you for the rest of your life? Uh, a traumatic experience? Uh, yeah, I think about it every day. Uh, we, uh, the unit I was in, uh, we, uh, like I said, we stayed out in the jungle the whole year, and uh, the things I saw, the things we did, it, uh, yeah, it'll stick with me for the rest of my life. I saw a lot of nice country. <laughs> I, I walked through a lot of nice country. You walked, um, but you were always vigilant about what might be uh, in front of you or behind you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you never knew. Uh, you never knew from, you know, from hour to hour, minute to minute, because you never knew what was going to happen. We, uh, you know, a day in the life of, of, of our infantry company was we would, we'd, what we called hump all day long. And, and just before it got dark, we'd set up a patrol base. And which involved you know, digging a foxhole, what they used to call a foxhole. We call them fighting bunkers, and would have to dig it be about chest deep, and then would have to cut overhead for the in case we got mortared. Put and would cut overhead in front of the trees and lay those across the top of the foxhole on top of sandbags, and then put out our trip flares and our claymores and 
sometimes you'd go out on a ambush and other times you'd be on a listening post at night and uh, we would send out three man patrols and our three man patrols would be anywhere from 24 hours to 72 hours and then would come back into the patrol base our mission was not to not to really make contact but to observe and find the enemy and and uh, call in artillery and airstrikes on them. Did you, when you came home, uh, how was the transition from being a member of the military who was out literally in the wilds doing what you were doing, doing your duty, um, you come home and uh, again, for people who don't remember or weren't even born at the time of the Vietnam War, uh, there was a lot of controversy here in the United States. There was some very ugly things being said, done, marches and all sorts of things um, that made it very uncomfortable for a lot of veterans. Did you experience a difficult transition into civilian life or was it just like a normal course? Well, when, uh, I, when I left Vietnam, we flew into uh, McCord Air Force Base up in Washington. And uh, once we were through transitioning there, we were uh, had tickets to fly you know, home to wherever. And when we, uh, we left Seattle, Seattle Tacoma Airport, there was nothing going on there. There was no protesters or anything like that. But when we flew into San Francisco Airport, anybody in a military uniform, they took off and, and we were put in a separate room until our flight was ready to leave. And then we were escorted to the uh, the gate when we get on the plane and fly home. So we didn't really, or I didn't really, run into any protesters because we were kind of sequestered, I guess. And when I got home, uh, like I said, it's a small town, and uh, uh, I know I didn't wear my uniform in town. That was not uh, that's not the thing to do at the time. You know, one of the major differences over the last, uh, I would guess, three, four decades is that while Americans might disagree with some of the wars that we've gotten into, there was there has always been a strong support for our troops in the field. In Vietnam, that wasn't the case. I mean, there were a lot of loudmouths in in this country who, frankly, uh, turned the military uh, people in the field, like yourself, into the enemy. And which was quite unfortunate. We also had celebrities like James Fonder going to North uh, Vietnam and uh, taking pictures and videos near anti-aircraft batteries to show her solidarity with the enemy. Uh, And it's kind of amazing, this transition. I think it's a good transition. But it's kind of amazing. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I consider Jane Fonda to be a traitor to the country. Um, uh, I can't remember where I was 
when that happened, but I remember it happening. I go, I just shook my head. I just couldn't believe it. So you come home, and am I correct that you spent um, a career in the park service? In the yeah, in the forest service. In the forest. Mm-hmm. I uh, started out in the forest service uh, just before I got drafted, and then I got a, a early out from the army about. I think it was 38 days early out to go back to work in the Forest Service. So I spent the rest of my career uh, in the Forest Service and, and fighting fires, and then I finally wound up in the law enforcement branch of the Forest Service. In your experiences with the VFW, um, do you uh, – uh, well, basic question. Why did you join the VFW? Why was that important to you? Uh, you know, I didn't join it until maybe six, seven years ago. Um, and I joined it because the VFW helps other veterans. And uh, that's the main reason I joined it, so that, uh, you know, we could help other veterans. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we still do today. Very commendable. And uh, uh, they they are great advocates for the for the veterans and um, and it's uh, I mean I know many people who are members both of VFW American Legion and other military uh, institutions or groups. Do you um, do you have anything else that you would like to share with our audience um, about? your career in the military or anything beyond that or things that are happening today um here's your opportunity well i believe the military was a uh, is a good experience i think that anybody that wants to live in this country uh should serve i think uh, i've always thought that that you know if you want to you want to live here and enjoy what America has to offer that you know you you can serve your country for a couple of years. You know, uh, like I said, it's a good experience. Uh, mainly, it's a good experience, and uh, I think that some of the things that are going on right now in the in the world, you know, we need a strong military. We agree, and uh, and you know, today just happens to be. Um, the uh, celebration or commemoration of uh, our victory in World War II um, at Iwo Jima. And, um, and I was glad to see that the White House actually acknowledged, uh, you know, that's the, I mean, it's a famous piece of history of uh, a horrendous battle that took place uh, with Japanese and the American forces. But from the beginning of our founding of the Republic, um, America has always counted on the individuals like yourself, citizens, who felt a commitment that they had to give to their country to maintain the freedoms and all the good things that we have in this country. And uh, one of the uh, things that we do at Secure America now 
is that we encourage people to send in pictures and a little story about veterans living or those who are deceased, and we post them um, each week, at, at least one. And it is one of the most popular things that we do, quite frankly. Uh, people respond to that, and uh, we are really grateful to you for your service and also for taking the time to share with us your experiences. Thank you. Thank you very much, Don. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Code Red Podcast. Be sure to click subscribe to stay up to date and be the first to hear about our future podcast. You can also find and subscribe to the Code Red Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, and YouTube.